Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Wednesday, April 6, 2022. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? The market's doing what we wanted it to do. What we wanted it to do was have a pullback situation and all of a sudden, like a mystery novel in and of itself, we want her to do the normal thing, find stability and support at an important place around an important time and reverse back in the other direction. We don't know whether that is taking place just yet, but at least from an intraday perspective, you're going to see a couple of Lollapaloozas on the board when we get over there. Where's there? Over to inside the numbers. We'll get to that later. The first thing we need to do is take an assessment of the daily chart. Where are we now? Where could they go? What's the scenario? And then we'll take a look at some other charts as well to confirm or not confirm what we're seeing on the daily chart. From a big picture perspective, what did they do? They came in to run a test of what? How about home base? Home base is the 20 period moving average. We know that charts slash markets don't like to get too far from home base. Therefore, here we are, they ran a test of home base. They also came into an important number. You see on the screen, 443.50. That wasn't the only number on the board today. There were a plethora of important numbers on the board. And the market, mind you, was doing what we call the normal stuff using the 80-20 rule. 80% of the time, the market does the same thing over and over and over again. It was respecting the important numbers. And when it does that, it gives me the confidence that the market is actually just doing its thing. Running some tests. If the tests are unsuccessful, we have a new test at a different number. If the test is successful, you'll get a bounce from that number. That's the way it works. We should note something else. The market today is essentially on time. What does that mean? That's taught in the course, Lazy E-Mini Trader. Time is more important than price. But when time matches up with price, you generally have the makings of what we call a full stack. What else do we have? We have the sign and or signal of a trend change. It's one of them. There are several. They're also taught in the course, Lazy E-Mini Trader. Now, just because we have the sign and or signal of a trend change doesn't mean we're exactly going to get a reversal starting tomorrow morning. There's other stuff that can happen, such as a visit from the Trick Trap Fool and Frustrate crew. What would they be doing in the market tomorrow? They'd be faking out the traders that bought the pseudo doji candle into an important number, trying to flush them out. Remember, The market's job is to make as many traders and investors look like fools as much of the time as possible. So let's say that did take place. The first order of business would be down around the 50 period moving average, 441. Then you have the big fat round number of 440. So in and around 440, maybe a spike of it to 441 in and around there is another area or zone of support. What happens if it's a flush out? What happens if the market is actually getting killed overnight or into tomorrow at any point in time? If it's getting killed, 
what's the number where they'd be running to below 440, but find some semblance of support, some buyers would normally show up. What's that number? Well, inside the number members will have a beat on the number on an as-needed basis, but just to give you a ballpark figure, it's something in and around 436. Might want to put that on a sticky note. Here's the weekly chart once again. Remember last night we said, what if they're just going to run some time off the clock? Go back and forth somewhere in the vicinity of this area. Well, that's what they're doing so far. So from a weekly chart perspective, and obviously the week could end up a lot lower than we are now. We all know that. But right now, it doesn't look like much. It's a pullback. It will remain a pullback until something else develops that tells us it's more than a pullback. Like, for example, if we're down at the number I just gave you, around 436, and they go lower than that, and they close below that on the week, that's a different type of scenario going on. That would open the door for like 431, 432. Might want to put that on a sticky note as a just-in-caser. We're the umpire calling balls and strikes. You have to know the whole gamut. Here, we look at a 240 chart, and it looks similar but not the same as the daily chart. And here's what we mean. Now, all of a sudden down here, you could be building a sideways bearish flaggish kind of pattern that would end up resulting in another move lower. Or this could also be a sign and or signal of a trend change and the market can proceed higher. Both are on the table. We'll know more in the morning. 120 chart, same routine, same bearish pattern. They could be getting ready to go, but this is still a sign and or signal of a trend change at an important spot, but instead of having a rip-roar and rally away, they have a spike higher and come back to proceed going sideways, eating time off the clock. You have to look at the market both ways. Take the bullish case, take the bearish case, know your numbers. Speaking of numbers, you're going to want to take notes here as well. We're going to check out what was in the commentary and stocks on the move. It was a pretty good day. You'll see as we move along. At zero dark 30, there was a whole bunch of red on the screen. Okay, fine. That's opportunity knocking. I get excited. Putting it in perspective, this is exactly what we discussed in last night's video. More lower stuff to create opportunity. Let's get right down to the numbers. I've been waiting for these. First, in order for the bulls to stage a rescue operation, they would need to recapture 451. So they didn't do that. We don't have to worry about it. But you need to know what the story is at zero dark 30. Anything less would be a counter trend bounce. Down south, we've got a couple of things. 446.95 to 445.75 is an important zone where each number is magnetic and important for its own reason. We've got 440.480, which is in the neighborhood of a nice juicy breakup candle low and also has the semi-fat round number qualities, 445. I've got more numbers as needed. They'll be published on an as-needed basis. Not great grammar, but we'll go with it. Just to get the visual to get things kicked off in the right direction, here's an SPY five-minute chart. Right of the vertical is today's activity. 
There's your 44480. Here's your 44350, which hasn't shown up in the notes yet. It was one of those as needed type of situations, but it was needed, so it was posted later. You'll see it show up. Let's move along and see what else we've got. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the charts to double check the work. 921, nine minutes pre opening bell. I'm interested in a spike of 445 as a buyer for a bounce back in the other direction. They're likely to whip around for a while. We'll let them do that so we can get a handle on the storyline. I'm a buyer still at 445, like the spike of it. That's the 444.80. Now check this out. The next number of importance is 445.70. Now we put that one on the board because that's also important. That became our pivot. And you can see the range that they traded in between. So I don't make up the numbers. The numbers come from Mrs. Market. So I put the numbers on the board, and then I'm not surprised when they trade in between two of the numbers in a tight range. If the numbers were farther apart, that range might look wider, but they weren't. That was the range in the morning, 445.70 to 444.80. It pays to know your numbers. So what's gonna happen here is, I'm gonna scroll up, pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart, and double check the work. I'm gonna highlight a few important things. Like, let's say they reach 445, which is showtime for the bulls. Traders need to realize they could go lower, and another add to the position would be around 443.50 if it were to flush. The low of day happened to be 443.47. How you doing? That deserves a how do you like them apples. Either one of those spots would be a great place for a morning low. 445.70 could be, but not my preferred place. So what are we saying? I'm a buyer at 445, slightly below 445. So what happened? I bought 444.80, and guess what happened? The market went back up. Didn't go up a lot, but it went back up. It gave the trade. It gave 7, 8, 9, 10 S&P handles, depending on when a trader exited the trade. What you'll see in the notes are where the exit target was. They're in the showtime area, so the trade is happening. Let's say they bounce. 445.70 to 445.85 is your first profit target. Where was that? Right back to the other important number. It's like ping pong. After that, it's 446.50, and look at that. Right here, it came up short. 446.50 was the number, and the high is 446.43. That's interesting. When that happens, and they don't go right back and get it, that's a signal. It's a sign that the market isn't able to get to the number. Same thing down below. When it can't get to a gap, or it can't get to a number below, that could be strength for at least a temporary basis. Same thing is the mirror image here. It was weakness. Where'd they go? Back down to 444.80. We're moving along. Read the notes. Go back to the chart to double check the work. 1021. Remember, if they come back down, don't let the rest of the trade go negative. It was a risk-free, emotionless trade. So we got the 7, 8, 9, 10 points out of at least a portion of the position. They come back down. You don't want the trade to go negative on you. And here's the setup. If they do come back down, I'm still a buyer if they reach 443.50. At the time, it was a just-in-caser. Little did we know 
that's where they were going. Just reiterate, 443.50, I'm a buyer. So let me scroll up, pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. And here it is. If they get below 444.80, the door will open for 443.50. That's what happened. You saw it on the chart. You saw it in real time. And by the way, speaking of real time, there was a question in the live room today. A trader asked, hey, can I be short looking for 443.50 as long as they stay below the pivot? And the answer was, it's not the worst idea in the world, quote unquote. Not sure if that trader took the trade or stayed in for the short down to 443.50. However, as long as you know where you're wrong, you have a trade on your hands. If the numbers make sense, then each trader gets to decide the type and amount of risk they're willing to take. The rest of the day, you saw what happened. We were buyers at one place. We took profit. We were buyers at the second place. That was a trader's choice. It was late in the day. There you go. Nice rip off 443.50. And that's your rip off 443.50. Now, a lot of that down low again was having to do with getting a little help from our friends over at Kabuki Theater again. They released the Fed minutes. The market whipped around for a while. And then what did it do? It provided some opportunity. What do we have over at Stocks on the Move? We're going to take a look at the chart of NVIDIA, Twilio, BNTX, and that was it. The other three did not hit their entry objectives or targets. Therefore, they're off the board. They're no trades. NVIDIA getting its haircut at the open. NVIDIA came up short over here. The low was 245.01. I had 245 on the board. They had a nice bounce away from it, did the deal. Came back later into the second number, 240.51, had a nice rip off of it, a retest, a nice rip off of it, and therefore, any trader that did take the second level participated in the nice rip. The numbers work. Here's Twilio. I think Jordan got at least two trades off Twilio in the live room today. I'm not sure exactly I'm right on that, but I'm pretty sure. Gave profit at the first number, gave profit at the second number, it gave profit. BioNTech. BNTX, here's your rip off the first number, did the deal. How about a rip off the second number, did the deal. Couple of base hits, base hits put you in the Hall of Fame. What's going on over in Camp IWM? It's going to be an all the same market type of trade. So if I'm right about the S&P 500 finding a low, whether it was today, maybe it'll be at some point later this week, but if I'm right about that, then all the markets are going to bounce together. However, if I had to pick a number in the IWM that I would be a buyer of, natural garden variety support with a spike of 200, that happens all the time. 197 and a quarter is really a better number for me. The market bounces away, might not get there. The market comes down tomorrow, it might get there. 197 and a quarter is a pretty good spot. Remember, here's another bearish, flaggish kind of pattern that wants to go lower out of this pattern under most normal conditions type of environments. That was like word soup. They don't have to go lower, but this is eating time off the clock, which tells us under most conditions, not all conditions, but using the 80-20 rule, the majority of the time it's going to go lower until or unless they get above the breakup candle high or breakdown candle high, which is 201.71. You see what happened today. They ran some tests, but they weren't able to do it. Tests are normal. 
They don't have to get above and close above on the first test. What about the folks down at the transportation department? Absolutely bludgeoned again. 14815, they had a different destination in mind. Now, we have to start paying attention to Irene. Remember Irene, you close the week below this low at 14133 and change. Guess what? The 100 period moving average may be temporary support, but that's not where they would be going. About 12850. Put that on a sticky note. Now, if they close the week back up above this low of 15,000, if, it's a big if, if they do, that's bullish type of behavior. Expect a rally from that. That would be a failure in the making and then a rescue operation, a recapture. That's bullish behavior. What about the folks out in Silicon Valley, the Q people? 351.50 is what we discussed last night. Put it on the board, got a bunch of emails when they got there. There were willing buyers at 351.50. Nice trade for anybody that took it. That's what it looked like from an intraday perspective. Look what happened. They came up short, came up short, came up short, finally did the thing, did a retest, but they had a nice rip when they finally did the thing. About the XLF, put in a sign and or signal of a trend change. It could be on time. They did not fill a gap down here by pennies. That's not an accident or a coincidence. The gap is 37.38. The low today is 37.41. So here's the deal. It's either bullish for a while, they'll bounce up with the rest of the market, but you have to consider a couple of other things. The trend is the dominant thing. The trend is your friend. They miss the gap. If they come back down tomorrow, they're not going to stop at the gap. They're going to go lower to where? 36.67, 36.02 in that neighborhood. Those numbers are good numbers. That's if this whole thing today is the makings of a fake out operation. Smash Mouth, same routine we just discussed in the XLF. They missed this gap by just a little bit. The low today was 249.95. So I was looking for a little bit more than a buck lower to fill that gap. They come up short. It's below all the moving averages. Again, the trend is your friend. It's the dominant thing. The trend is really the thing that's got the cap on the market. Now, can they rally? Of course they can rally. We don't know until we know, but... At first blush, it could be bullish, they bounced away, that's fine. But if it's a fake out operation and they're killing the tape tomorrow, they're not gonna stop at the gap. However, 245.65, 245.50, 245.75, in that neighborhood is another area where willing buyers will normally show up. That's the way this works. Just as an example, I put an alert on my platform just now. I paused the video, Put an alert on my platform so I don't forget, because if they do get to 245, 50, 65, 75 in that neighborhood tomorrow, and it's a real-time type of decision, real-time type of thing, but I may be a willing buyer of the SMH at that price. Might want to put that on a sticky note. And by the way, have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.